Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Is it just the two of us chickens? Um, I am going to look right now, actually. Just coming from another meeting, so I'm still trying to get things booted up. So looks like it's you and my friend from North Carolina. Oh, okay. It's usually that's, pretty quiet. Yeah, that's the silent. Um, that's the silent yeah, uh, so it's our silent attendee, the strong but right. silent attendee. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, neither one. Good morning. Good morning. How's it, how's it going, Jarvis? All right. How y'all doing? Hi, Jarvis. It's Michelle. Hey. Hey, Michelle. His name is actually Ken. I just call him Jarvis. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Ken. Hey. Oh, that's right. Well, okay. So we are on. Yeah? Yeah, please tell me. I'm a little lost because I wasn't on last week. So I... I haven't checked my emails. What chapter are we on? Well, I'm going to tell you because I had a request to start announcing it so that people would know. So this is, you'd think I'd have it right in front of me, wouldn't you? Ah, I'm out of sorts this morning. Hold on. Give me a second. I'll get there. I will. I will. Um, is chapters that I'm thrown off because my book and my audio book are the chapter numbers are not the same, so I toggle between the two. So from the the written book that's the link I sent everybody, it's chapter twelve, efficient act, action, and chapter thirteen, getting into the right business. So okay, I think those, that's good. Yeah, those are the two chapters were were on so right yeah so does anybody want to check in how how it went for you this week with these chapters and life and, and trying to incorporate this stuff into your life let me think here for a second let me i'm going to go back and just refresh my memory on the two chapters hang on one sec Okay. 
well. Okay, so the first one title was, tell me again. Um, the first one, the title was? Efficient Action. Um, efficient Action, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It was Efficient Action and then Getting into the Right Business. Mm-hmm. All right. So. I just want to say hi, well, Ellen. Hey, Ellen. Hi, Ellen. How's Ellen? Hi. Good. Good, good. How are you guys? Good. I am good. good. I'm really good today. I had kind of a, I've had, oh, Michelle, while you're familiarizing, I'm going to go ahead and check in. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I, I've, I had a challenging week this week. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the first week where it was like super challenging for me. Um and not as it relates to the material, just being able to hold on to it in the midst of the uh I still just keep going back to chapter four, you know, but holding on to the truth regardless of appearances. So I was I was I was really into um things appearing not cool this week. <laughs> and it was I was getting a lot of reinforcement from external forces for that almost everywhere I turned this week. So uh it was by Saturday morning I was in a state and I was not in a good place. So talked to a friend which was super helpful and then I woke up Sunday morning grumpy again. Talked to another friend and um, and just, you know, did the stuff I know to do and listen to the recordings and read the chapters. And, um, and then I took action that I have been working on. So I've been, I've been working on getting my website sorted out and, you know, getting it, um, getting a way to take payments for, um, for launching this next mastermind as a public event and posting it on my Facebook page and going public about it. And so I had all kinds of, um, I've been doing some work in the background and, um, and I had hired somebody to help me with my website and they didn't come through on it. So I was, um, so I was jumping through hoops to try and get it figured out myself. And some of it I got figured out and some of it I didn't, I was trying to get, MailChimp set up so that I could let people opt into my mailing list, even if they didn't sign up for the event. And so that I can start to create a mailing list and be able to send newsletters and, and then, you know, also figure out how to record this perhaps on a different platform so that I could offer it as an on-demand course, the next one that's public. I wanted to be able to record it and then offer it as an on-demand like recorded program for people that can't afford to to attend live. And so I was trying to get all the infrastructure set up to do that. And um, anyway, so I'd hired somebody to do it and the details just didn't work out. They just didn't, it just didn't get done. And so I was left kind of in a scramble to get done what I could myself. So I got some things done well enough. Like I got it set up on Eventbrite and you know, at least got something on my website and an ability for people to be able to sign up and pay. And um, 
So, um, and so it was just a week of stuff like that. And then, um, and then personal space, just, just not having a lot of personal space to myself anywhere, like up here, you know, I don't have an office that I sit in and it's a very public space. And so we have a morning meeting every morning in the conference room, which is really the only place I can go to close the door for this call. And so the meeting ran late today. And so, you know, I'm trying to get booted up and do what I need to do. And, um, and then, you know, here in Canada, I don't ha- really have a lot of personal space because I'm sharing space with family. And then I got a message in the middle of the week that when I get home to California, I'm going to have basically have company at the place where I'm living right now for about four weeks, two different groups of people for about four weeks, and then another and then a third group for, that is coming for an extended weekend. And so I've been like holding out to going home and at least having a little bit of personal space. And so then I got that message and I was just like, oh my gosh. And so it, I just have totally just been like ass over tea kettle this week. But on the positive side, because we're doing this um, mastermind, what I ultimately was able to sort through and get to the base of is that all of those things happening are actually like anchoring and fueling my, the desire that I have to have my own place. And, you know, even if the first step of that is just like renting a little studio apartment somewhere, I need to have a garage. And while I was gone, I apparently got a ticket for my car being parked, even though I live in a condo and it's parked right there, you know, where my condo is, it's still considered a public street and you can't have your car sit for more than 72 hours without moving it. And so I got a notice. And so now I have one car finally that's parked in the garage after it sat outside for a long time. And now my, my daily driver, now I'm getting notices for, you know, leaving it parked somewhere. So I'm just like, fudge, like, So I was like, okay, all of this stuff, all this doing is fueling even more my desire to like have a place where I can be that's mine, where I don't have to negotiate, you know, parking spaces or anything, you know, where I just don't have to negotiate anything. Um, So maybe a rental until I can actually get it together to buy something. But that's the positive side for me is that all it's doing is fueling that desire and like making the desire for what I want stronger. And, um, and so I guess it's by the contrast, right? So the universe is showing me the contrast of what it looks like when I don't, when, I, when I'm not committed to what I want. So, uh, yeah, anyways, and, so, and I had a bunch of fear about posting about this upcoming mastermind on my Facebook page and like going public with it. And, you know, because it's like really putting it out there to this whole community of people like in the car world that I run around with that don't really know I do this, this kind of stuff necessarily. I mean, the people that I have a personal relationship with know a little bit more. And so sure enough, man, one of the car guys immediately teases me on my Facebook page about it, like within a couple of hours of posting it. And I just had to have a laugh because the guy that teased me is like the sweetest, most wonderful guy in the world. And so there wasn't any bite to it for me. The fact that it was him that did the initial teasing about it, there wasn't any bite to it. And so it just allowed me to laugh about it and go, okay. And also it freed up a whole bunch of things. So there's a whole bunch of things that I've been kind of stalling on taking action on. And, 
you know, taking that one action, which for me, I realized is just one step, but it felt like a big step, at least in my head. Um, so uh, it was, it was good. So it was, just, it was a whole bunch of stuff this week, but you know, mostly this morning, I'm like super grateful that I followed through on the commitment that I made to myself and to two of my friends that I would get that stuff launched by the end of this weekend. So even, th- even though the person that was supposed to take care of it for me didn't come through, um, I figured out a way to make it happen for myself. So it's sub-optimized, but it's something and I did it. So I'm proud of myself for that. So that's my check-in. Blech whole bunch of stuff that's awesome it's really hard for me to not jump into coach mode and say oh way to go Cheryl you know (laughs) (laughs) that's so great and you faced your fears and oh it's so good I guess that could be called friend mode too how about that yes it could be called friend mode and I receive that yay that's so awesome that's great thank you I mean, except for the part about the car, the car getting a ticket. Jeez, Louise, man. Yeah. Well, the good news is there isn't a fine with it. It's like a warning ticket, so oh, I don't, at least oh. at least I don't have to pay a fine. So, oh. but I'm sure if I it hadn't got moved, I, somebody moved it for me. I'm sure if it hadn't got moved, I would get a ticket. So oh. or towed. Yeah. So so fortunately, could have been way worse. It was a warning warning ticket. So. Like get it moved or else. <laughs> so, and I, and we had that happen once before there, and it's the the neighbors report us. So, if we leave, you know, a car parked without moving it, the neighbors get persnickety and report. So, that's just the way it is in that complex. Oh, okay. so yeah. So, anyways, well, Shell, are you? Did you? Yes, I'm, yeah. Get, I'm your, get yourself in. anchored. A little um, bit. Oh, um, yeah, please. Okay, so my check-in for the week, well, almost to the week, um, I was in Florida for um, work, and I and I realized in a pretty big chapter, especially, I think they're combined, but, you know, it talks about at least how I um, read it is, you know, a, a pr- productive day versus a not productive day or a failure. It talks about a failure or a successful day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievably difficult for me to travel and keep up with emails and work outside of my normal environment. And so, um, and I'm, I do a whole lot of work life balance and, um, which has been a struggle for me, but I do it. And, so come to find out this last week, I, as I'm reading these chapters, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, was it a complete failure for me because I didn't, I had these things in my head that I wanted to do with this new employee. She's my equal on the, on the East Coast. And I haven't sent her all of that info yet. And um, it was, uh, sorry about that. Can you guys hear that going on? Um, it feels like I wasn't successful. I was when I think about why I went and what I did, but just not being able to stay on top of all of that. Um, and then waking up this morning and realizing I forgot to do something on Friday for today. I don't know. It just, um, 
that resonates in me. The interesting part of the whole thing is my boss tells me I'm doing a great job. So I crack up at myself thinking I'm not doing a good job. My boss feels that I am, but it just feels like I have a lot of loose ends. Um, so anyways, that was my, my week um, pretty much. Um, and just little, I don't know, I say little things, but maybe they're big things that are happening. Um, I I need to stay focused on this book because I get a lot of negative thoughts that come into my mind. Um, when I read these two chapters, I'm just going to dive into the two chapters. It was really clear to me that my thought process on what it is that I want, I mean, I've had it in my head for about five, no, maybe not five years, maybe about four years, three or four years of what my ultimate goal is and desire. And it's happening and it's gradual. Um, and I see it, I see it and I feel it happening. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's, I feel like all these little negative thoughts are holding me back. Um, I don't know, I'm sounding like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but um, it's just a reminder. These chapters were a reminder for me to stay focused on what it is I want, but to not lose sight of that, um, and to create that thought as though it's already mine. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, there was a part in the reading also that talked about, I think it was organisms and how they turn into bigger things and how we're like that. And, um, you know, there's, there's more to me. As I'm reading this, there's more, there's more to me than what I actually do. And so that, those thoughts were floating into my brain and I'm thinking, okay, Michelle, then... Do what it is that you're good at. So I have um, created a new thought on what it is that I want to do as my line of work. And it's what I do now. It's just a um, more focused component of the area that I'm in. So I'm going I'm to make that a goal or I'm going to make that a thought to make that part happen. So that's that's the way my week has worked um, this last week. That's all I have. Thanks, Michelle. Love it. Love it. Ellen or Ken, do either of you want to check in? Ken, do you want to go first? You guys are killing me. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You like that? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. That's great. We love you, Jarvis. We're here Uh for you, buddy. I feel it. (laughs) Can you feel feel it? it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're feeling the love? Uh huh. Well, I know I know CPR, so you just holler. You need to see. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, 
I don't know. For me, um, Cheryl knows this. Aim is is a is a big deal to me. Just keeping focused on the aim, mm-hmm. and um, recognizing and putting into perspective the priorities as they relate to the aim has been um, what I've been focusing on. And, and for me, the abundance and the reward for doing all this. Um, is is not a financial gain. I hope to get rich um, in joy. I just, I've done the rich thing. I didn't like it so much. I just want to be happy. Um, So what has been very helpful throughout all the weeks, because I don't want to just, I haven't said anything up till now, and here we are on chapter 13, 12 and 13 already. Um, what's been helpful is just keeping focused on the aim and the weekly check-in helps me see things in the right perspective. Um, So that to me is what's helpful and I I think that's kind of what you were touching on a little bit, Cheryl, is that you're going through these struggles that that you've normally had. You've had these struggles before. You've, You've seen a lot of these things before but now the perspective is okay. Um, I've got a name, and all these things are just happening to reinforce my aim. And uh, we had some of that in regards to our business this week. And um, actually, a light moment, it kind of reminded me a little bit of when I was in basic training. We had a drill instructor that was um, putting us through the ringer. And, he said, one day you guys are going to laugh. I'm going to have you doing push-ups, and you're just going to bust out laughing. And we're like, yeah, whatever, F you, you know. <laughs> right now we want to we want to win. We just want to hang you. We just hate you. We just really, <laughs> really don't like you. And um, sure enough, about, I don't know, the six weeks in, um, we did something stupid, and he told us to drop, and we got down on the ground, started doing push-ups, and we just busted up laughing. Um, and that's kind of where we're at in in our business right now. We've had so many struggles and so many trials that um, every time we do something for the very first time, we now expect it just to fail miserably. And we push oh, through oh. it. <laughs> we push through it and laugh about it. And then the very next time we do it, it's an it's an incredible success. So this weekend was our first time um, as a company, as a group, going to the racetrack. And, um, you know, I'm just support. That's all I do. I carry the tires and clap my hands, get up pom-poms, yay team. And both cars, both cars had failures that took them off the track. And, you know, all I could do is just look at them and go, you know, it's our first time. So it's bound to happen. And uh, we had a good laugh about it. And it's kind of in line with finding the right business, finding the right thing. We we found the right niche. We recognized the struggles and the trials that we're going to have. Um, we've got our aim in place. And like Cheryl was talking about, the struggles happen, but all it does is reinforce exactly what we're going after, the reasons why. 
And for me, there was a there was a particular, very personal aim for doing this business, what we're doing, and the way we're doing it. And um, the company that I worked with before, where I met Cheryl, it, it has become a very hostile work environment. And our objective with this new company was to create a place where those people that we really care about have a place to go. And um, they've been coming to us just one after another, after another, after another, talking about how miserable they are. And it's hard to see them suffering and hard to see them struggling. But at the same time, it just ignites that fire so much stronger and gives us um, more incentive, more drive, reinforces the aim, like Cheryl said at the beginning. So that's all I have to share. And that's extreme. That's way too much. So have a nice day. I'm done. The end. Thanks, Jarvis. Jarvis. So funny. I mean, Ken, I'm sorry. <laughs> well said, Jarvis. Well said. All right, Eric. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you chiming in. Thanks. Ellen? So, I think I broke your conference call, Cheryl. No, uh-huh. that always, it always seems to be a long to happen. Yeah, it's just a transition moment. Um, I was just trying to decide how I start. I'm going to tell a quick story, um, and then I'll do my check-in. Uh, there was once a salesman who, every time he made a sale, it was worth $2,000. And he was getting really discouraged because he uh, he had to go door to door and he had so many doors slammed in his face and he was so discouraged. And he worked for days and days and days and was almost crushed by the rejection. And then finally, somebody said yes. And he made a sale and he made $2,000. What he did was he went back and he counted how many doors he had to knock on before he got a yes. And he figured uh, it took about 100 doors before he found somebody who would buy his product. So the next day after making the sale, he went out and he uh, knocked on a door and the guy said, I'm just not interested. I'm uh, you know, not looking for that. You know, and was about to slam the door. And the salesman got a big smile on his face, and he said, thank you, thank you so much. And the potential customer looked at him and said, "How? why are you so happy? I said, no, I turned you down. And the guy said, well, the way I see it, I just made 20 bucks. So what he did was he said, he made made 20 bucks for every no. And then he got his payout at the 100th door. So you made me think of that story. I love that story. I love it. Uh, my checkout for the week, I uh, have a very interesting week. Um, my computer, uh, I work on a MacBook Pro. Um, I'm a, I've always worked on Macs. I'm, I'm, I'm glued to it. Don't know what I would do without it. Um, it's starting to go on the fritz. 
And I've never had that happen. I, my experience has always been that my Apple products have been so reliable. So I ignored it for a couple days until um, it froze, and then I had to bring it in somewhere. And um, uh, basically, I went someplace to get the computer fixed, and I really didn't like the vibe I was getting. And they ran a diagnostic on it, and my gut told me that they, they, I just knew they weren't right. And they wanted to keep the computer for an, a really long time. And I, I said, you know, I'm just going to go see if the, the Apple store can fix it faster. And so I was a little frustrated, and I uh, uh, actually was uh, going to the Moose, a couple of you will know what the moose is, and I'm walking through the parking lot, and I drop my cell phone. Crash. Break my iPhone on the parking lot. <laughs> um, and, uh, they were excellent. <laughs> and uh, then I had to go to the Apple store. I had two reasons to go to the Apple store. But um, I, uh, my, phone wouldn't, my phone didn't work. It was going to die. So I uh, I got online, I went on Craigslist, and I found someone who had um, a newer iPhone, and I made arrangements to go meet the person and buy the iPhone. And interestingly, um, it was way down in Spring Valley, which is where my ex lives. And so I thought it was interesting that of all the places that it would be in Spring Valley. And uh, so I called my ex, and I, I've shared before that, my journey this time through the book has been around uh, love, bringing more love into my life. And during our time together, I've had like a friendship-type reconciliation with this ex of mine who I broke up with right after my father died. And um, so I was able to call him and say, um, oh, I'm going to go buy this phone off Craigslist if you don't hear from me in an hour. You know, come find me. I'm dead in a ditch somewhere. Um, and then uh, so anyway it all went fine I got a great phone at a great price and then uh, my ex invited me he said well just come over you're right down the street so I went over and uh, we talked for you know two and a half or three hours and just kind of hung out in the afternoon and um, it, it, it was just really it was really nice and I feel like Going back and revisiting that relationship, um, I'm getting a lot more clarity about uh, kind of like what happened there. And um, we're not, we're not going to get back together, but it's nice to be able to go back, retrace my steps, and um, really be present with what my decision process was then and um and then as far as from a business point of view, with my devices breaking, um, there, there were lessons in, uh, in intuition uh, because I knew that my computer uh, – anyway, I took, it, I took the, the phone to the to – the, pardon? I took, I took the phone to the Apple Store, took the computer to the Apple Store, um, they did the diagnostic. My 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 laptop had a, a known uh, logic board error, and they replaced it like overnight for free. 
and I got the other iPhone fixed um, for 130 bucks. So now I can sell that. It works perfectly, you know, or keep it as a backup. Um, last week we were talking about um, acting in a certain way. And so through all of this, oh, and, and the, one of the things that stood out about acting in a certain way is only taking inspired action, not trying to figure out in my head what I should do, but staying in a creative mindset and only, take, only following inspired thoughts. And part of doing that is learning the difference between what's an inspired thought and what's, you know, my will or, you know, what I really want to do or what I think I should do or what, I'm, what action I feel like my panic is driving me to take a certain action. So... Um, yeah, I had a really I had a really interesting week and it was a great lesson in listening to my intuition um and holding the vision um despite uh these you know life things that come up like you know the computer breaking. I was I was in a bad way for a couple of days, but uh, well, not in, I wouldn't say in a bad way, but I was very concerned. Uh, but I just stuck with my intuition, didn't let myself get into panic, and I, I feel like I came out the other side ahead ahead of the game. And, uh, you know, my week didn't look like I wanted it to look like, but I still feel like I made progress. So that's my check-in. Thank you. I love Thank that they you. replaced your computer. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I love that they replaced your computer. Oh yeah. Awesome. How great is that? I didn't even have to restore it from a backup. That's awesome. I love that story too. The twenty twenty dollar story. Yeah. The payout happens. Yeah, the payout happens. Yeah, I, I used to do self development workshops for teenagers, and uh, and everybody said that the hardest part was getting the funding, and uh, I, I that wasn't the hard part for me. I went and negotiated something and actually got a grant, two different grants, one in California and one in uh, Washington. So I, I was I got materialized that part really quickly. Um, I didn't. God did, but. Um, but getting the teens in the room ended up being the challenging part. Um, and I, uh, the stats that I heard are it's, it's like 10 to 1. If you're cold calling, it's a 10 to 1 conversion rate. And, um, and so I, I would count. I would count. And sometimes I'd have to make 30 calls and then I'd get three in a row where people would say yes. And so I just counted because I knew it was a 10 to 1. And at some point, the yeses were going to come. And I did the exact same thing you're talking about in that story because I knew it was a 10 to 1. I, with every no, I was like, yes, it just got me one step closer to a yes, one step closer to a yes. And so my whole focus wasn't on the no. It was on I just got one step closer to the yes. And so I actually, <laughs> I'd not heard that story. I like the way you framed it with the, each no was actually, that would have been a great way to approach it. Like, you know, each no was, you know, X kid, you know. So I love that. 
I love that story. So, yeah, I actually really like these chapters, the, you know, efficient action and how it talks about the actions and, and um, the, the part that um, has partly become a mantra for me is that the world is advanced only by those who more than fill their present places. And that's the thing that keeps forcing me to take steps that are uncomfortable for me is, um, is that, you know, I want to advance myself and I can't do that by staying in a comfortable little box. So, um, and so I love that. That one phrase is just one of them that stuck out to me the, the first time I went through this book. And, you know, it's like right on the first page of chapter 12, but, you know, it's, it's taking all the, taking all the actions and, you know, and having a definition for what is a failure and what is a success. And this whole chapter for me has been, has been really good about being able to identify and that, you know, part of it is our job isn't to overwork or to rush blindly into your business and the efforts to do the greatest number of things in the shortest possible time. You're not to do tomorrow's work today, nor to do a week's work in a day. And that's the part where, you know, where it sets a really nice parameter around it. So doing everything we can do in that day, but not overworking, not rushing into things, doing it in an efficient way, which part of which is the inspired action. I think that you were talking about, Ellen. It's exactly that, that part, you know, of, of, and, you know, this thing, the, the programs that I'm working on now, like one of them, I've been working on it for a while. And I had a lot of support to just go ahead and get it out there and take the steps necessary. And I just was, I had a block. And there isn't even that much new information now than there was two years, three years ago when I originally was inspired with this idea. But I'm showing up in a different way, in a different space now than I would have two or three years ago. And so for whatever reason, I needed to get myself sorted out. And I, I have this feeling in this place of if I had done it before, it would have been rushing into it and it would have been in a failed way. And so now I can do it in a different kind of way that feels like it's more of an efficient, inspired action and that's been a big thing for me just this weekend to let go of woulda, shoulda, coulda back three years ago. Because if I, if I coulda, shoulda three years ago, it would have happened. And so it's happening just when it's supposed to. And this chapter actually has helped me get more clear on that. So I can stop kind of beating myself up over not having done it sooner. And that beating myself up is living in the past, which also isn't going to help me. So, you know, this, there's, there's, a, there's a few things in this chapter that this whole chapter actually is this whole doggone book. I mean, it's highlighted and starred and it, it looks my, my personal copy of this book looks frightening because it's got so much <laughs> notes and underlines and highlights and all kind of craziness, but just has a lot of meaning for me and I like the wording of it and the wording is helpful for me and then, yeah but that part about um, 
It's really not the number of things you do, but the efficiency of each separate action that counts. Like, there it is right there. So, yeah, this chapter was super good for me. And that you can make each act a success because all power is working with you and all power cannot fail. And that's how we can always be taking, having successful actions is for me, it's by taking God with us and moving from that space as opposed to, you know, trying to force things to happen or doing it out of fear or lack or poverty thinking. Were there any other parts in the chapter that were particularly jumped out at people? There were, there were, can you guys hear me? I don't know if I have you on mute or not. I'm in my car. Yep, I can yeah. hear you. Okay, good. Um, there were several parts. Unfortunately, I'm reading it on my phone, so I can't make notes in my uh, phone. Around, I guess technically I could, but um, I can't write on the sides, but one of the parts, and when I talk about work-life balance, my refuge is near the water, whether it's Colorado River or the beach or wherever. So while I was in Florida, I took a day for myself and spent the whole day at the beach in Fort Lauderdale. And I'm, and then I, I hadn't read this chapter yet, but there was a part in there that says it should be the work of your leisure hours to use your imagination on the details of your of your goals. I think it says of your goals. I'm not sure what it says. I can't read it. But that for me is where those ideas come. Um, when I have my downtime, because when I'm in my work mode, I'm just doing, 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 doing. Um, and... It's, um, and that struck me, and I thought, huh, I'm already, I already do that, kind of innately, I guess, it's innate in me to, to regroup, um, and, and redirect or shift or do whatever it is I've got to do, um, when I'm on my downtime, but that's only if I'm here, if I'm not in front of a television, I'm in front of a television, I just kind of veg out. I don't think about anything. Um, but when I am near water, it always feels like life just disappears and things start to flood in for me, whether it's a, a new idea or a shift or a ha-ha moment. Those usually, and they also happen in the shower too, amazingly. Um, but it's always near water. It's always near water for me. Uh, and anyway, that was a part that there were there were several parts in these chapters that stood out for me, but um, that was that was one of them. Um, I could probably think of some more as I go through the chapters, but there was another part, and I don't have it at the tip of my tongue. But if somebody else wants to chime in, please do. I'll look for it. Thanks, Shell.
Yeah, I have. I actually have that page in my book, like folded down, like a third of the page, and highlighted and triple underlined. <laughs> I'm going to have to send you guys a copy of one of the pages in this book. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because that, that, that exact paragraph. Sorry, go ahead, Ellen. Were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say that um, I really felt like I had a breakthrough. Uh, I was reviewing this chapter last night. The last – is that the page you're talking about, the last page of Chapter 12? Yeah. Um, it's it's the last full page. In, yeah, in my book, it's the last full page. There's another, like, half page. Uh, well, anyway, it's all good. It's all outlined, it's all, but when I was on uh, the last page of Chapter 12, uh, it, it begins, um, in saying that you must hold your vision while you're doing each act, however trivial or commonplace, I do not mean to say that it's necessary at all times to see the vision distinctly to, to its smallest detail. And then it talks about, you know, using your leisure time. Uh, anyway, reading this section I really had a breakthrough about somehow accessing my imagination. And I, I think, you know, at some point in reading through the book, uh, I've had a hard time believing and that my, you know, my, my conscious mind is saying, oh, I mean, not all the time, but once in a while would chime in and say, this is such bullshit, and blah, 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 and really kind of fighting it. Even though I I know my spirit and my intuition knows that this works, but uh, sometimes the, I, so anyway, I, I feel like by doing these calls weekly and checking in, uh, you know, it's like marinating myself in the concept so that when, by the time I got to that page, I really had a breakthrough. I felt like I moved for a moment into this other space, this other, like my mind turned off and my spirit took over. And so for me, the visualizing, um, I really, I have to, I don't want to say I have to work at it because work is like the opposite word. I have to relax into it to really access and allow my intuition and my maybe my, my desires, my deepest thoughts and desires to come up so that they can take hold in my consciousness. Um, and I, so that was a really great breakthrough for me this week. Uh, so I think it's good to have a group like this where we uh, revisit and, you know, keep the topic, topics, you know, keep the series top of mind. Uh, so, because my, you know, my thinking really, what, um, my thinking needed some uh, adjustment. But you know, when we started the group, and I didn't realize how much I had got into my head, and rather than my heart, so I feel like I'm getting back to um, a more uh, powerful manifesting place. 
Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is how powerful it's been for me to play some of the recordings back. Uh, because I, I don't always really hear everything when I'm present on the call. But uh, like I've been listening back to some of the recordings, and I, I, I kind of barely even remember being there. Uh, but I'm like, that's my voice. And I do remember her saying that. But really helps me to, uh, I guess, deepen my learning by going back and reviewing, you know, what, what we talked about. So that's helping me a lot. Thanks, Ellen. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I, um, I haven't gone back actually and listen. I I listened to the book recordings, but I haven't gone back and listened to our group recordings yet. I will yeah. now that I post. Now that I posted about the next upcoming group, now I'll go back and listen to it because now it's already out there. It's like there's no take back. <laughs> I didn't want. To, I didn't. I don't want to hear myself and be like judging myself about it before I. Uh. So I was tricking well, myself into get, get, posting the next group before I went back and listened to them. So I am now interested what, to hear what anybody has to say because uh, I listen back and I feel like, um, I don't know, it, it's, I feel like it's really profound that the, the things that we're talking about, um, I don't know, I, I'd be interested to hear how it hits somebody else. But Yeah, me too. Much Thank you for profound. sharing that. Yeah, I mean, much more profound than than I experience when I'm in the moment. Mm. So let me know what you think when you listen back. I definitely will. Hey, guys, I want to share a story with you that happened to me um, this past week. I had to do with my travel from Florida back to California on Friday. And I don't, I don't know if it's been great... Well, I'm going to say that it's the energy that's in the universe for me. Um, but I, I had the flight from hell. It took me 24 hours to get from, it took me 10 hours to get from Florida to DFW. And then it took, and then I had to spend the night there along with, you know, thousands of other people in the DFW airport. All flights were canceled. All connecting flights were canceled until the next day. Well, the next day happened to be my 13-year-old's birthday party. And I <clears throat> FaceTimed her on Friday night, told her that I was stuck in Dallas, and I wouldn't be on a flight until the next evening at uh, 5.40, and I wouldn't get in until 6.30 or 7. And I would miss her party. And um, so, you know, she, she cried and I cried, and... Then I found a little spot somewhere on the floor. Let me just say, I, I did I did schedule, I did get a, a hotel. I did call a hotel. It was 30 minutes away because everybody and their mother were getting hotel rooms nearby. Um, and I got a rental, and then I thought about it, and I said, no, it's 30 minutes away. TSA the next day is going to be crazy with all these people coming back, plus the people who had flights out on Saturday, I'll just sleep here. So I found the little corners, you know, felt like a homeless person and um, it was interesting. So needless to say, I get up the next day and I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to be here until 540 this evening. Then I called the travel agency that we use for work 
and she said, wow, I never, I never answered the phone. Um, did you call her emergency number? I said, no, I just called the regular number. And she said, what's going on? So I tell her the story of what's happening, and she says, let me see what I can do. Well, she gets me on a flight to Orange County, which is two hours away from my house, and she says, you have to get to an agent now. Well, the lines were crazy, right? So get to an agent, get your boarding pass, yada, yada, because you leave in an hour and a half. So I was able to do it. I got flew into Orange County at uh, 12.30, rented a car, drove home, and made it in time for her birthday party. The whole story to this is, you know, on my way home, I am so grateful. But I also believe that it's the energy out there that opened that up for me. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense to me. Um because I thought to myself, what are the chances out of all these people of me getting that one seat into Orange County? Anyways, I just needed to share that story because I totally, for, I mean, I remembered it, but to me, that's part of, I call it good juju. I, I don't know what other way to say it. Um, to me, that's just the the plane that I'm on, this universe. Now, I mean, I could slip back into any other, you know, I can drop and and move into different planes, but um, I just felt like I needed to share that. And I did post it on my Facebook page, not all of what I'm telling you as far as, you know, plane and good juju, but I believe that this thought process, doing things in a certain way, um, and it's so weird because my 13-year-old said, you know, Mom, I had a feeling you were going to surprise me. And I, in my head, I thought, well, there's, I didn't plan it that way. But um, anyways, I just wanted to share that story with you because I believe that that is part of what this is about. And um, ultimately, I mean, I guess it's those little things that build up to be great things. So um, that's just one of the little good things. I know I talked about some negative things, but that's one of the, those, that's one of the good things that, that balance it all out for me. So, anyways, thanks for letting me share that, guys. Awesome story. Thank you. It was a good feeling. Yeah, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, me standing at that computer place thinking, no, this is this isn't right. This and and they were going to charge me a lot of money and not reimburse. It, it take for I just thought no, I don't I don't think so. So and and at that point I didn't have any. I didn't know where I was going to go or how I was going to get my problem solved. But I was getting a no on on what I was what was right in front of me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's it's interesting when we just. Follow those little promptings, and that, and yeah. that take taking only inspired action, right? Not getting in our head and trying to think and force our way through it, right? That's it, because it was easy. It was way too easy for that to happen. So yes, it wasn't. It wasn't a forced thing. It just happened naturally. Yeah. With action, of course, but yes. <laughs> yeah, of course.
Ellen, I'll let you know how the how listening to those recordings goes for me, and I would encourage you to you know ask it again next week if there there may be other people on the call next week that aren't on the call this week, and maybe they would be able to you know pipe in. Yeah, respond to that. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah. Of course, I mean, I had a quiet Sunday to just <laughs> you know really focus on it. So. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and I actually am looking forward to going back and listening to them. So it'll be something that I'll, I think I'll have time to do this week, at least to listen to some of them. So, yeah, I I love that story, Shell. It's, you know, and the little things sometimes are the big things, right? I mean, not missing, not missing that birthday party. That's a big thing for, you know, for me, that's a big thing. Yeah, Yeah. it was for me too. Yeah. Yeah, a really big thing. So, well, I'm going to hop into the chapter 13 for a minute just because there are things in here for me that also were really, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find the spot for it, but um, basically, I guess I'll just paraphrase because I don't know where it is right now. Um, but the part where it talks, it, it basically talks about that getting into the, the right business, some of that might mean that we, <clears throat> you know, that we might need to stay where we are for a certain period of time. Um, oh, yeah, the one on mistakes. I love this one, actually. <clears throat> it says mistakes come from, this is on, in my book, it's on the last page. It says mistakes come from acting hastily or from acting in fear or doubt or in forgetfulness of the right motive and right motive is capitalized, which is more life to all and less to none. As you go in a certain way, opportunities will come to you in increasing number and you will need to be very steady in your faith and purpose and to keep in close touch with the all mind by reverent gratitude. Do all that you can do in a perfect manner every day, but do it without haste, worry, or fear. Go as fast as you can, but never hurry. Remember that in the moment you begin to hurry, you cease to be a creator and become a competitor. You drop back upon the old plane again. Whenever you find yourself hurrying, call a halt. Fix your attention on the mental image of the thing you want and begin to give thanks that you are getting it. The exercise of gratitude will never fail to strengthen your faith and renew your purpose. And I'm just that part of being, you know, there is never any hurry on the competitive plane and there is no lack of opportunity. Those things are just, they really, really popped out at me about the being in the creative the creative and not the competitive because I think you know there's so much about being in the competitive plane in the world right and and you know one the thing that I want for myself wanting it for all people and wanting it even for the people that I don't care for you know that that's a discipline that's a discipline of of spiritual growth to to try and do those things and that's something I have to actively work on is wanting it for all. And, you know, and 
but I, I love that part about and, and there's something in there that, you know, we might have to stay in the business we're in for some period of time. Basically, that um, past mistakes whose consequences have placed you in an undesirable business or environment, you may be obliged for some time to do what you do not like to do, but you can make the doing of it pleasant by knowing that it is making it possible for you to come to the doing of what you want to do. And so I feel like in some regards, I'm I'm cleaning up past mistakes right now. So... Um, and it's okay. They're getting cleaned up, and I'm super grateful, super, super grateful. And so it's just just knowing that and being in that space. And, you know, Ellen, what you were talking about, about, you know, feeling like, you know, needing to be in this space to kind of marinate in it very candidly. That's why I want to do this group again, because I feel like this first go-round has just been priming the pump. And I like intuitively, deeply in my bones feel like I needed to do this first time to get the ball rolling so that I could do it again from a different space because I had a bunch of things that I needed to clear out. And I know doing it a second time is going to clear out more stuff. I know this is not anchored in me as much as I would like it to be yet. And it's been so beneficial for me to do this group that I just wanted to do it again. And I want people to join me on it. And for me, it's basically just an experiment to put it out there and see if other people want to join. Um, But I I started this group in the first place because it was something I needed. You know, I knew I needed to do it with a group. I knew doing it on my own wouldn't be sufficient and doing it a second time. I'm, I'm really reinforcing it because it's what I need. I'm trying to be obedient to I'm giving myself what I need and I'm trying to be obedient to taking the action to not kind of do these things in secret. Just let it be public that I'm doing it and let that be okay. So even if nobody's, you know, even if nobody were to sign up for it, just being public about it for me was like a big step. And, you know, frankly, also, you know, my father had asked me what these this conference call was on Monday mornings and he said, unless it's private and you don't want to talk about it. And, you know, I took a breath and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to talk about it. You know, whatever. I'm just going to be authentic about it. And so I talked about it. And I mean, a lot of the stuff that we study in this book is stuff I've heard him say. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of interesting to me. So, um, and he, you know, he actually didn't say much, which in this set of circumstances was, probably helpful for me (laughs) but it was just being willing to be all of myself with whomever and not have to flinch away or shrink away or be worried about somebody else's interpretation or whatever it is of it just be me and be okay being me and doing me regardless of other people's perceptions and again it's that I know I keep saying this one line, but it's because it's been so helpful to me, believing in the truth regardless of the appearance. So even if the appearance is pushback from other people or whatever, it really doesn't matter. It's really more about me just believing and knowing the truth and me moving from it and me being willing to not cram it down other people's throat or, or demand that they believe it, but just be in the space of this is just what's true for me. And it works for me. It's working for me. 
And, um, and so that part about, you know, past mistakes and knowing what they are and knowing how to correct them is, um, it's just another piece of the puzzle for me. And I, I honestly, I feel like this group is also a part of how I'm correcting past mistakes for myself. They're not things that I've done to anyone else. It's mistakes that I've made and, and I'm suffering those consequences myself. And not to say that other people haven't too, but I can work on repairing the stuff with myself. So then I can repair whatever I'm going to repair with other people as well. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, I need to marinate in it too. And I need to continue to marinate in it after this 12 weeks is over for sure. So I don't want to let go of the, the movement for myself. So selfishly, a second group is happening for me so I can get what I want. You know, uh, I had that same thought, well, a very similar thought yesterday as I um, – I mean, I really sat in and marinated in it, listened to an audio and took some notes and really thoroughly read the chapter. I mean, I really showed up for the call today by my study yesterday, and I I thought, this is how I should have been doing it the whole time. And I really, I had a moment of panic. I looked at the calendar. We only have three weeks left, and I'm just getting into a, you know, <clears throat> into a, uh, a groove with the, the learning. So I'm really grateful you're going to offer the group again. I will be there. Yay! I will love having you there. Oh, good, good. Yeah. And I, I sent out an email so that you guys can have the code for, you know, being able to join as legacy members on the family plan. Woo! Thank you, Cheryl. So, you are welcome. It's selfish. I want to do the group with the people that are in it again. So, <laughs> I want for everyone what I want for myself. And I want it for myself, so I want it for you guys, too. <laughs> I want us to all get to do it together. So it's been great. I wish we could have a group photo. But <laughs> okay, so since you said that, I'm going to say that what I think it would be really fun to do at some point is for our group to get together for like a, I don't know, like a weekend retreat or something where we all just kind of get together and you know, not a really demanding schedule, but just kind of do something like this, but over the course of a weekend at a, you know, at some place, like everybody just get together and throw in and we all just pitch in and do it together. I just thought that would be fun, you know, just, just as a group to just have fun together as a group in person and, you know, not have it be demanding or hard, just kind of luxuriate in the experience that we created as a group. So anyways, maybe we'll do something like that. That sounds great. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, we have five minutes left. Does anybody have anything else? Nope. Oh, God. All righty. Well, thanks, everybody. One All right, guys, party. have a good week.
All right, you too. Take care. Talk to you guys later. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.